uh, really excited about this game. Um, opportunity to be at home again, and, and really, uh, it's a senior day, so um, uh, you know, want to send them out with a win, and um, you know, we're looking forward to the game, but looking also forward to improving and um, building off of what we did last week. So it was a good game last week. Uh, glad we got the win. Um, you know, I, I think I spoke about all that uh, Saturday night. So it almost feels like it was not long ago. So, but I'll answer any questions about the game that we just had. And then, but really looking forward to having our last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, for some of these young men, they'll never be able to play a game in that stadium again. So, I uh, just want to make sure that we keep the focus on that and respect our opponents. They're well coached. They they've had some some tough games, but also they've been competitive. They played Nevada and and um, played competitively in, in the first half and, and kept things interesting to the fourth quarter. And then they, you know, they they were hanging in there with Weaver as well last week. So um, I think the most important thing to do in f- game of football is for us to perform at our best every week, including this week, and then uh, respect our opponents and looking forward to being on the field with them. So take any questions you guys have. All right, thanks. We'll start with uh, Jared Lloyd and then Mitch and Jay Drew. Lonnie, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I was thinking about it over the weekend after the way Virginia played and, and what you guys needed to do to win the game. You, 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 you've talked about how you like being aggressive. You like going for it on fourth down. You like having that control and that you know, kind of pushing, you know, kind of pushing the the boundaries. Is it hard sometimes to say, hey, we need to drop eight. We need to put the pressure on the back end instead of the front end on defense. I mean, it worked for you. You mentioned that after the game, but is that hard just philosophically wise for you sometimes? Uh, but I, I don't look at, at the scheme as of when I talk about aggressive, it's more mindset. You know, drop eight's not a not a, uh, a popular thing for some people, but it's hard to score on, you know, because uh, but you like that or you like giving up one play for a touchdown. I mean, that's uh, – I would love to blitz every down. That would be awesome, right? But uh, there's always a, a, a there's always a payment for, for things like that. And so uh, I think there's a mixture of both. I, I think for me, mindset is to be aggressive but also to be complementary of our offense, defense, and special teams all working together. I think if you can be complementary, you can win win more games rather than trying to be focused only on your own phases. I think A-Rod's got to worry about the offense. He's got to worry about the defense. He's got to worry about special teams. And what uh, Ed and I have to do is, uh, as head coach and assistant head coaches, manage the entire uh, um, the entire group, all three phases together. And uh, I think if we can do that, we'll be fine. And our mindset as a staff is for us to be aggressive. Uh, but more importantly, is for us to work together and try to find a way to get have a success and, and get a win. That's That's the goal. So I, I, I don't really care about stats except for the win, you know. And, and then there's a few stats that contribute probably more to the to that to to the win than than others. And that's those are the ones that we try to work with the most. So. Also, getting ready for this weekend, um, the balance between wanting to play your best game. You mentioned after the game last week that going into this week. You want your guys giving it their all, and you know this is the week before the bye. You want to put it all out there, but the, at the same time, there's a respect for the game level. How do you balance that as well? No, I, I think I think play your best, and then we'll see what, what we do as the game goes on. I mean, uh, I, I think you know, 
a lot of people know that our, our, our style isn't to try to run up the score on people and we try to secure the win first and then re be respectful of what's going on on the field. I mean, I, that's every week. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Virginia, Utah, or Idaho State. That's what we want to do every week. And, um, you know, some weeks it works better than others. But uh, the, the focus is to go in this game playing uh, our best guys for 60 minutes, you know, and, and at, until we secure the win, that's 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 what our goal is, and that's I'm expecting our guys to go into this game empty the tank because we have a, a bye week next week, and um, you know that's 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 the focus. Other than that, uh, that yeah, I don't don't know what else to say. I think I think we've done a good, pretty good job at being respectful when we're when we've secured wins. Honey. Uh uh, a Rod earlier just mentioned uh, in, it, in the coordinator's corner show that uh, it's something that we're going to miss. James James MP uh, is, is MP done for the for the year then? Um, well, I think it will come down to probably he's. Uh, I don't know if we can say that yet, Mitch. If that's the the deal, you know, if he's done for the year yet, there's still a bowl game in mind. But I, I know he. You guys saw him in the game sideline. He's on a, a little scooter thing, so. Um, I, I, I don't know. I saw, saw, I saw. I've seen some, some comebacks and some guys get healthier than others. So I think he's sitting that window where there's possibly something later down in this year, or, or none at all. So I, I don't think we can say he's for sure done for the year. And when talking about like comebacks, I remember a couple of years ago you played guys like Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner in the Final Four games. I know back in spring you'd noted that Micah Harper got an injury could potentially play. Is there an update there on Micah that he could maybe get some run potentially if the opportunity poses itself? Yeah, um, it's just I think his uh, injury comes around that time where we can utilize the four games, but um, at what risk? You know, uh, he's a guy that started for us and has had uh, – I mean, I, I think you kind of put him in harm's way if you do it too early. And so we'll we'll be talking with the sports medicine department and with if you ask Micah he he'd he'd want to be playing right now but um, I think we're kind of waited out a little bit and see how we go and get some some expert advice on it and and go from there but the, the kid's a, a special player he's a starter for us and so we want to make sure that he he has a bright future and that we don't try to bring him back too early even though his he wants to play and even though. Uh, Coach Guilford, and myself, and Ian, Ed want him on the field. I don't know if that's the right thing yet. So we're still figuring that out. Lonnie, uh, you've only got three seniors on your roster. It's kind of hard to figure out which guys will be back and what won't. What has your philosophy been? Are you welcoming all the guys back because they can use the COVID year and come back? Or just how are you approaching that and handling that? Yeah, that's a little that's a little different because uh, the COVID year allows uh, many of these guys to come back and play again next year. There's some guys that um, are looking to to just be done um, and move on with life, and then there's other guys that uh, are still figuring it out. So um, a lot of the guys graduate, um, you know, this December and and um, want to move on. But I think we're, we're and then there's some that are just still de deciding what to do. Uh, I think for us, we'll just um, probably just give them all a, um, I don't know, a, a good a good goodbye just in case, 
and then ho- hopefully they come back. So we'll probably there'll be more than the three guys will be recognized. Um, everyone else other than the three are welcome to come back, obviously, you know. But and we'll be discussing what's the best thing for them. And, uh, and but but I think what we don't want to do is because the last game comes in um, week nine for us. We don't want to all of a sudden they make a decision after week 11 that, that they're done and they want to move on and that we never gave them the proper uh, send-off. You know what I mean? So we'll probably give them a good send-off and, and just in case and then try to recruit them back to come back again. <laughs> Does that I answer it, Jay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Jaron Hall, how well he's playing. You mentioned he's finally healthy. He's been overshadowed a little bit by Tyler's just phenomenal playing. Um, what can you say about Jaron Hall and just where he's at right now and, and hitting his stride really as a, as a top-notch quarterback? Yeah, you, you mean a, a running back's getting more attention than a quarterback at BYU? When, when did we ever think we'd see that, you know? But uh, uh, Jaron's done a great job. He's humble. He doesn't need attention. Uh, he'll He'll get it, and he's had it. But... I've been really, really pleased with the way that he has handled himself on the field and the decision-making that he's had. I mean, it's hard to, to, to manage that offense, um, and he, he puts us in a, in a great spot, makes the right calls, and he works really well with, with A-Rod and Fessy and, and that staff getting the offense set. And then, you know, he, he also has had the uh, um, – he had we had to trust him with his health and, and deciding what was the right thing to do with his legs and, and being able to run and, and like I said he, he's feeling really really good now last week was where he's close to 100% and um, he can do a lot of things he can create more space and keep and create more time for him to throw the ball and, and um, you know he, he did a good job I thought he I mean no turnovers that's a, that's a good sign for us too and so that, that comes a young quarterback not taking too many chances I think there are some throws that I know he wished he had back but um, man, he was he was on point, and um, you know, and, and and we we kind of made things really difficult for him because we had to we gave him the responsibility of being smart with his own health, but then also knowing that Baylor's not 100% cleared yet, and there's nothing against Jacob Conover. We feel good about him too, but uh, you know, we we needed to be smart with our offense, and I mean, we've had a lot of guys that have been banged up. I mean that. If you look at it, we were, we were missing two starters on O line this game, and I don't think people give give a lot of those other guys, the Connor and, and and Campbell stepping in and, and filling in. They did a great job. So um, yeah, we've we've had to play with, with some depth, and Jaron's done a good job at, at putting all those guys in the right spots. I mean, Gunner didn't play, and so you saw a little bit more of Keanu Hill and, and others, and and um, you know I, we have some good depth and just good coaches and. It happens to have a bunch of good quarterbacks too, and and Jaron's doing a great job. Hey, Jake. Yeah, Cloney, building off that just a little bit, I wanted to ask you in terms of Jaron and his running ability, how much more dangerous does that make your offense when he is able to run it? As you said, you didn't clear him earlier, but once he is cleared and he's able to go, how much more open is your offense with him running it? Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, you look at, at football, look what, look at Brandon Armstrong did to us, you know, when we were playing man coverage and he took off. I mean, he scored, he scored on, on a run and scrambled and created some space. And 
um, it, it, it stresses your coverage a little bit more. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I think any time a quarterback can create more time and space to throw the ball is very dangerous. But also, any time he can be a threat to run will cause problems. And, and uh, all our quarterbacks can run now. Don't, don't get me wrong. Baylor and, and, and Jacob can run too. So don't don't think that those guys aren't athletic. They're just an all-athletic group. And, um, you know, we feel good. That's part of our game plan. We feel good about all of, all of them being able to run the ball. They have to in this, this day and age. I also wanted to ask you, the tight end position last year was so prolific, in particular Isaac Rex, the 12 touchdowns, what he was doing towards the tail end of last year. His production has gone down this year. Are you worried about that in any way, or is he contributing in other ways? No, he's contributing in other ways and then blocking and, and also running routes. I mean, he's still a target for us and, and, and a lot of different – I mean, all, all the tight ends. I think uh, what he and, and Dallin and Mason do uh, for our tight end group, they, they do so many things. Um, if you're just going off of catches, then, uh, you know, when, when a guy catches that many touchdowns last year, it's not like he's a secret anymore, you know. So we, we like throwing to our receivers and our tight ends and our backs and teams are, are starting to cover them. But – you know, I think he had some opportunities in this last game, and then just would, couldn't connect on on some of the, the throws. Uh, but he's he's always a threat. He he and Dallin and Mason they they pose uh, crazy threats to defense because they can block and they're physical, but at the same time, they have soft hands and, and do well in space on the routes. And so that's you know we just keep asking them to just keep doing fulfilling their role and then the plays will come I, I mean guys will make make plays and depending on the matchup and what Jaron sees out there he'll throw the ball to the guy that that that's open go through his his progression hey let's uh we got a question from uh Jackson Payne. go ahead Jackson hey coach obviously both Nakua's and Neil started at receiver against UVA, and it's unconfirmed, but it's possible that that's the first time three Polynesian receivers have started in a college game. Um, just tell us about how you feel about that, and especially just with what the Nakuas did against UVA and having them in the program and just the impact that they had. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, you said that they're, they're the first. Did you say they're the first starters that were Polynesian that played receiver? Yeah, somebody, okay. somebody. There's been some like rumblings on Twitter. It's the first time that three Polynesian receivers started the same game together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know about that. I can't. But Isaac Rex is Polynesian too, so uh, I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm all that. I just, they just happen to be Polynesian. I, I really, that didn't factor into my mind. I just want guys that can catch the ball, that can block, and can, uh, that, that do everything, do their role the right way. So. Um, Pretty cool. I, I don't know. I just I don't look into those things. I just want to play the right guys. They just have, and, and in terms of Nakua's, I, I love having them on the team. Uh, I love everybody on this team. These guys uh, all bring something unique. Um, Samson's been a pleasure to coach. He's just so much energy and it's contagious. And he just happened to walk in just now. So just telling, just bragging about how how much I love you, man. How awesome you are. So yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, those guys have been awesome. They 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 can and they can play football, you know. But it, it's just it's just good having them here. And, and I think I, I mentioned it in, in the press conference last week that uh, you know Samson hasn't been 100 percent healthy, but you could never tell by his approach to every game. His uh, 
his uh, energy and how much just the positivity that comes from him. Um, whether he whether he's playing or not in that in that game, it just it, it's something that's unique, and it, and it our players are feeding off of that, and then they're becoming more like that, and so and that way he's been such a great leader and example to our team, and so I that's, love having him here, and, and he and Puka are doing amazing things together, and Puka's the same way. Those guys just have always smiling. The best part of their day you feel like is when they're with you here in the facility um, at practice. I think they just carry themselves in such a positive, um, uh, optimistic manner, and that's that fits right in with what I, I want for this team. So it, it's it's a great thing to have. All right, coach. Thanks for joining us today. All right, guys. Thank you. Stay safe. Before you leave, coach, I just wanted to say thank you for the last two years. No, but you're leaving us. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Someone told me that you're you're going to be done. I just want to tell you thank you so much. Um, you're going to be at the game then. Yes, the okay. last game. Okay, you owe me a hug. Just want to thank okay. you for all everything that you've done for BYU football and, and for me. I appreciate you. I wish you the best. If you need anything, let me know. Thank you. Thanks for giving me two fun seasons to cover. I'm not counting 2019. 2019 was like. Well, you just cover us just for fun next year, too, if you want. <laughs> so much work. I want weekends off. Weekends off? Well, that, yeah, there's a conflict of interest there. But if you need anything from me, let me know. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Norma. Thank you, Coach. All right, guys.